Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sportsnet in person in Edmonton, kind of like he's on tour. I mean, McCartney was here a week and a half ago, and now we have John Shannon. I Hi, feel, John. I feel as old as McCartney some days, so I, I'm not as rich, just so you're clear. And you haven't been knighted yet. No, there's, there's still time. I, I have no intention it, of being knighted. It was uh, baptism under fire for a lot of young guys when you were executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada going back about 25, 30 years ago, as I recall. I got to tell you, walking through this uh, Studio 99 is uh, like walking through the first 25 years of my career. Oh, yeah? And watching and seeing everything that uh, everybody reminisces about. And, and thank goodness uh, for some of us. Uh, we were there for a lot of it. You should maybe, uh, just for the listeners right now, uh, perhaps illustrate the unique travel. Did you not, uh, was it you and Larry Brown that used to take uh, uh, limo service up and down Highway Number 2 instead of flying? We did it once in a while. When, when you, when, when I, you I did you, the Winter Calgary series? I, I will tell you, I was one of those guys that absolutely adored the municipal airport. Oh, yeah? uh, it really made a difference for those of you us. You and Cal Nichols. <laughs> That's right. So uh, it, it, that was uh, uh, my life starting in 1979 was uh, an Oiler game on Wednesday, a Flame game on Thursday, a Hockey Night in Canada game Saturday, and an, an NHL Network game in Monday somewhere in the United States. And that was it for the first eight years of my career. And a big part of it was being here with the Oilers and growing up with the Oilers. Uh, and being able to take advantage with the network connections that the Oilers gave you. And Hockey Night in Canada at that time, and there will be a generation of fans that won't remember this, Hockey Night in Canada was one 6 p.m. Mountain Time game. That's right. So the Oilers would be divided. What, they would be on just in Alberta? They'd be Western Canada? Or how did they used to do it? Well, no, it, yeah, it was certainly regionalized. And uh, in many ways, uh, for the first five years, uh, that the Oilers were in the National Hockey League, uh, they were treated as a second-class citizen because they weren't a real NHL team. They were a WHA team. Uh, they got very little rights fee, uh, and their distribution was limited because the NHL teams controlled most of uh, all of those rights through the brewery. So from that perspective, those first five years, Peter was Peter Pocklington was always very frustrated when Hockey Night in Canada came in. Although, I'll tell you what, there was nothing more special than watching Wayne and Kevin and later on Paul and Grant on a Saturday night at the Coliseum. It was wild. All right, so throughout the late 80s, uh, starting really in 84-85 when Mary Lemieux came in the league, we had this matchup between Gretzky and Lemieux, yeah. that, and it only happened a couple times a year, and it was really special for everybody involved in the National Hockey League. And lo and behold, here we are some 30 years later, 35 years later, and we've got a remake of this, only the other way, where, you know, Crosby's this more established player, and now we have the emergence of a superstar by the name of And so it's a good point, Bob. Remember, it took Mario Lemieux a long time even to get to the playoffs with his teams. You know, they were, uh, they were a troubled team for a long period of time. They made the playoffs the one year and then missed it the next year and then won the cup the year after. But for the first five years of Mario's career, they had a difficult time making the playoffs. Uh, and it took finally until the late 80s that they built around Mario 
and found a goaltender in Tom Barrasso, uh, and and things changed when Craig Patrick took over as uh, as general manager. So it, the, the similarities are, are comparable. I I would suggest that, and, and it is really difficult for Oilers fans who saw that glimmer two years ago and saw the hope two years ago that it takes time and you do have to be patient and I know after all these years since 2006 it's difficult to say that word but it, it really is a reality and things are things are going in the right direction uh, just maybe not as fast as some people want. Well they've still been the fans have been fantastic they've kept the building or over 500 straight sellouts can't argue on that front I mean they've got as good of fans as anybody in the National Hockey League. This is a team driven by a fan base. This is not a team driven by a corporate community. And I think you have to give Oilers fans a ton of credit for that. John Shannon from Sportsnet joining us on the Faceoff Show live in Studio 99. Now, I know, you know, from talking to you and reading Speck's book, I mean, you, you pushed back in the, in the 80s to get the Oilers and the Flames nationally, show the Battle of Alberta. Cost show, me my job once. Show the, star, fair enough, show, the, <laughs> show the stars in both cities. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but you want to support? Okay, so you got a basketball game. LeBron's going to play almost the whole game. Curry's going to play almost the whole game. In hockey, what's the balance between, hey, we got this star, uh, but maybe the team isn't isn't that great, or maybe, you know, this team doesn't have star power on it, but they're really good. What's the balance towards what really draws the fans in, do you think? The viewers. Well, the, but there are two sets of viewers. Uh, there's the hardcore Oiler fan that's going to watch no matter what, and then there's the ancillary Oiler fan that, or the or the the curious fan that's uh, you know living in Brandon or or tonight in Fredericton, New Brunswick, uh, that's going to tune in and say, I got to watch Connor versus Sid. So th th those are two separate. Those are two separate groups that you have to pay attention to. Uh, the, the one issue I would say is that as a guy who used to produce, is. And no, Bob, I don't produce anymore, although you claim I do every day. Um, <laughs> what, what I would say is the challenge is not to do too much, McDavid. Uh, like, don't force McDavid. Don't force Crosby. They will dictate how much time you will use them on the air. When they do something, you just have to show it. Don't force that kind of stuff. And that's the one thing I think that everybody... Uh, and I think that's the biggest difference between hockey and every other sport. I think that's the biggest difference between Canadian television and American television, which is always star-driven, and I think we're more content-driven. And that's what, in my mind, that's what made Hockey Night in Canada so special, because there was always that night on a Saturday night where the stars weren't the stars. But it was that young guy from Windsor or the kid from Kelowna, B.C. that had a big night, and he, all of a sudden he became the star. And that's what made it magical for all of us as Canadians. You know, it is Hockey Night in Canada. And that's what we should be delivering is Canadian hockey to Canadians. Well, a lot of the focus tonight, John, is going to be on Connor McDavid, obviously, and Sidney Crosby. But for the Oiler hardcores right now, they're going, there's another guy that needs to be a part of the equation. No question. And that is Leon Dreisaitl, especially given the fact that Pittsburgh's rolling out of Jenny Malkin's got two points per game. And Phil Kessel has been the Oilers' killer the last couple of years. He's, look, these have been four one-goal losses. Well, the, the Oilers are not alone in Phil Kessel's being a killer against teams. Uh, what I would say is that I would I would expect that every, t every player of the elite level and I put Leon on that list wants to be on the big stage every guy wants to go to Broadway well you know what tonight's a night on Broadway tonight's a night where you've got the best of the best 
twice. You got Malkin and Crosby against McDavid and Dreisaitl, and it truly is an opportunity for Leon to get out of, a, and, and I don't mind saying it, to get out of a bit of a funk. Because he has to be, he has to be a little bit of what Malkin does. He's, he's not Evgeny Malkin, but he has to do a little bit of that. He's, to my mind, he's more like Anze Kopitar and Alexander Barkov in Florida. Though that's that, that's the blueprint I look at for what Drysaddle is, should be, can be, and try to play a 200-foot game. It's good effort, John. It's a, just an absolute pleasure to see you. Enjoy your stay in Edmonton. Maybe we'll see you around Thursday. Listen, night I tell too. you what, I tell you what, it's so nice tomorrow I make golf. Uh, we'll have to find a course that's open. <laughs> oh, they close here? <laughs> they, they just, just for just for six or seven months. That's it. They're open year round. No, except okay. for those I'll tell six you what, John, months. you can come back here when the Oilers are in the playoffs. How does that sound? And golf in uh, golf late in April, early May. I always love coming in Edmonton. You know that. Yeah. That's John. Nice, John. Thanks, John. John Shatter from Sportsnet. Check it.